Vikings, Packers, Lambeau, Jordan Love versus Brian Flores, and all the other things that are going to make this matchup sing. It is Crossover Thursday. Welcome in. You liked it on three, one, two, three. You, like you are Locked On Vikings, your daily Minnesota Vikings podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back again for another Locked on Packers, Locked on Vikings crossover. It is a Lambeau Field edition of Packers Vikings. And this crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Peter Bukowski, host of Locked on Packers, joined by the indefatigable Luke Braun. Locked on what? Vikings host. And uh, we can Google it later. What, what word did you just draw? <laughs> yeah, well, well you, you'll have to listen to it back. Um, oh, boy. And uh, this is this is a, a weird place for both of these teams to be. If you act, asked both these teams three weeks ago and, and presented them this situation, I think both fan bases would go, I'm sorry, what happened? And yeah, so that's, right. That's where I want to start here um, with, with the big storylines because – I can't imagine a bigger storyline than a team that looked kind of DOA for the first couple of weeks now has won a handful of games in a row and just beat the team that everyone thought was the best team in the league. Luke, what's going I still on do. in Viking land? Yeah. Oh, and three start all three games felt like they could have, you know, turned a little bit different on this thing or that thing, but oh, and three, and then they won three out of their last four. Um, but really beating this 49ers is different because, you know, beating the Panthers, beating the bears, that didn't really convince anybody of anything. Yeah, who, but who going on Monday night, yeah, right. Uh, but going on Monday night football and beating the 49ers, actually going toe to toe with that team in all facets, too. It wasn't just, oh, they finally, you know, Brock Purdy just had a bad game and everything else they got their butts. Again. No, no, no. They kept up in the trenches with that team. You know, they kept up on the back end with that team um, with no Justin Jefferson. So I don't want to hear about Debo Samuel either. Um, so th- I think that proves something to to fans, but I think it proves something to themselves too, yeah. because I mean you hear all this outside noise. Up until this week, the word has been fire sale. Everybody has been saying, "When will the Vikings do it?" Everybody's been asking their sources inside the organization, and every ESPN Insider article has been like, "They don't really seem like they're giving up on the season." But anyways, what could Daniil Hunter get in a trade? Like that's what people have been going with. Um, <laughs> the Vikings haven't like Vikings fans, Vikings media. We've all blinked. We've all been like, I don't know, maybe we're just on house money now. But the Vikings themselves, they have not blinked at all. They have said, no, we know that we've got this. We know that we have a good formula here and enough talent. We just have to stop turning the ball over, which is an issue. Um, if you, you want the story of the Vikings, four of seven games, they have turned the ball over on, on their opening drive. Four of seven. One of the worst first quarter offenses in football, despite being like a, a totally fine offense overall. It's they just start. They dig themselves a hole every single week, and it's it's turnovers, it's penalties, it's dumb crap. Um, but they are the worst first quarter teams in the league. It's gonna be it's gonna be like oh my god, twenty one to this fourteen gonna... in the first quarter in this game, just because <laughs> yeah, that's how right. The NFL just works because wild stuff happens. Yeah, but okay. Well, let's flip to you though. So, uh, is yeah. it, y'all right? What's going on? I, like, I mean, I've seen the two primetime games. Right, I saw a decent amount of that. Uh, Broncos game just like what showed on red zone because that's what I was watching that day. Um, was, was that like but I mean, five total seconds? 
right. Uh, or at least the highlights, right? Like what, what is going on in green Bay? This doesn't feel like the green Bay Packers that they headed into the season as it, it doesn't. And I, I think honestly, Luke, like if you asked the team and the organization, if they thought they'd be in this position, given all the youth, like I think or heading into the season, the narrative, the public narrative, the, the national narrative was rebuild. This team is not going to be very good. They're going to win. Like they're over. I mean, sure. Yeah. I, I think the win total was seven, seven and a half, seven and a half. Yeah. Were, you you and the time. Bears. It was the same. It was very funny. Yeah. And there was a time when I, I think some books had it at seven. Um, and so we don't recognize any book other than FanDuel, obviously, but I'm just saying other people mm-hmm. thought it was going to be a lower number. So it, it like the Packers organization though, very similar to what you're saying. They believed internally in their ability to say, okay, yes, it's going to be a very young team, but these guys can be coached up. And Matt LaFleur is a good enough schemer of offense to get them to play solid football. And the offensive line is going to be good. In pass protection, it has been. The running game is going to be really good. And the defense is really talented. This is going to be the year that they put it together with Joe Barry, Jesus H. Like, it's just not... And oh, the Fangio stuff. I, I don't know. I don't know why anyone thought it was going to be. I I like was very much this time like it's got to be a, a little better. Like I don't know about a lot better. It's got to be a little better. I put away the like this is a top five defense potentially takes and was like they'll be better. Um, that has not materially happened in any sort of way. So they thought that the 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 rookie mistakes would be either able to be mitigated or just not be as bad as they've been. And and Luke like. When you go back, and I'm sure you will because you always do the homework, watch the Broncos tape. There are multiple plays where there are guys running routes in the same area, the same concept. It's I like, saw you I, tweeting about that. What is up with it's just like, not how it's just like I, I and, and in some ways I can't explain it because some of the times it's like Christian Watson, who's supposed to be in year two and who was a big part of their breakout at the second half of last season. And so I can't I can't explain that. Or it's basic outside zone and Elton Jenkins, who's their best offensive lineman right now, David Bakhtiari hurt. And he's just whiffing. Those are weird things that you just didn't expect coming into the season. And that's what makes this so bizarre. The other thing, and this stat hurts my brain right now, the Packers, their first half EPA per play. Your listeners are rolling their eyes, but this is true. (laughs) Your first half EPA per play. I care about this for my team, not just the Vikings, just so everyone knows. 30th in EPA per play, right? 30th in the, in the first, first half. half. Really? 31st in success rate. In the second half, do you want to guess what they are in, in EPA per play? You may know because you've seen my tweets. Number one. I didn't see this one. Number they're one, really? Number okay, one so they're a second half team. EPA per play in the second half. And number they're two. They're an adjustments team rate. then. It's a weird thing. And, and the rookie, Tucker Craft, who your, your audience might know, South Dakota State kid, so sure. Um, he said, well, the difference for us is we've seen them for a half. We know how the safeties are going to yeah. rotate. We know what kind of fronts they're going to play against us. And then we can just take two play. drives. That's yeah, the standard for that is two drives. Team, they need that adjustment period. And then all of a sudden they look really good. Like they scored 17 points in the fourth quarter against a saints defense that was playing lights out. Like if you go back and watch the first three quarters saints tape in that game, that defense, mm. Alante Taylor was like, had Jonathan Vilma saying Charles Woodson. And oh my God. then in the, in the fourth quarter, Jordan Love, they score 17 unanswered and they win that football game. So it's been a very, very, very weird season. 
for this Packers offense. And if they could just get anything going in the first half, like they're 12th in EPA per play on offense yeah. in the aggregate. That's what digging first, out of a hole all the time. Yeah, that's what first and 30th, but it's not, it's not garbage time, Luke. They've had in four losses, they've had three fourth quarter leads. So it's not just hmm. like they're they're you know racking up a bunch of yards or a bunch of scores down, you know, 21. No, they're coming back in these games and taking the lead with a chance to win. And so it's just it's like well, then, that's why the problem is who the heck are these teams? Because it's been very similar for it's been the yeah. reverse. The Packers for the first three weeks look like, hey, we're gonna go to the playoffs. And the Vikings look like let's trade Kirk Cousins and Daniel Hunter and all these guys. And the last three weeks, they've looked like one of the three worst teams in the league. And the Vikings have looked like one of the what eight best teams in the league. It's been crazy to try and figure these teams out. Yeah, they, they've been okay. I think three and four is probably reasonably close to a good litmus for the Vikings. Um, cause they've been, we'll go with inconsistent and that's the deal. I mean, we talked so much last time we did this about one score games, right? Well, guess yep. what? They haven't had yet a two score game either way at wins, losses, all one score. They, yeah. they, and, and I've, I said it in the, the have had two, yeah. Yeah. And, and I said it in the NFC North like round table thing that we did. They can beat anyone. They can lose to anyone. It's been yeah. true of them for like three years now. They can go beat the 49ers and stun the world. And then they can also like the, Tyson Bajan bears were in the end of that game. The Panthers were in at the end of that game. Um, it doesn't matter who they're playing. It's going to be a close game. It always is. So I always tell people, don't touch that dial. <laughs> it doesn't matter what happened. We've had two score leads. We've blown two score leads. We've had three score leads, comebacks, the whole deal. The Vikings have this explosiveness in their offense. And even without Justin Jefferson, they're kind of finding it with Addison now. Uh, and they have this also that their offense also has this tendency to just sputter and die for entire quarters. Mm. And you can have this like touchdown drive, three and out touchdown drive sequence. And suddenly the game, the whole face of the ball game has changed. There's a lot that can go on here, but I know that we have to uh, maybe do some more salient predicting. And I want to ask you some stuff about Jordan love in a little more specificity as well. I can't wait to do it. We're going to dig into the matchups here in just a second. A locked on Packers, locked on Vikings crossover edition. Today's episode is brought to you by DoorDash. DoorDash is a wonderfully convenient thing. I'm sure you all already have it on your phone, uh, but it is something that is particularly great, at least for me, in terms of finding those sort of secret local spots. Like there's a place near me that it's this Berea taco place that I found on DoorDash and I, I've actually, it's within walking distance. So I can actually do the pickup option and just go like walk in. I've been getting it so much. It's horrible for me, but my goodness, has that uh, changed the game? That is what DoorDash can be for you. It's also great for like uh, a, a quick emergency grocery run. If you're in the middle of cooking something, you're like, ah, oh, crap, I forgot an onion. Uh, you can just order that thing real quick on DoorDash. It'll come straight to your door and you don't have to skip a beat. So uh, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend 15 or more on your first order with DoorDash. If you haven't already joined, just download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3. That's subject to change. Terms apply. It's 50% off of up to a $10 of value when you spend 15 bucks or more on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKED23. All right, coming into this game, I think the thing that that I am most interested to see, Luke, is, you know, Brian Flores was the big offseason acquisition. You and mm -hmm. I had some conversations on Twitter and and in our roundtable, and 
and probably offline about what he was yeah, going to yeah. to this team. Um, a lot of Packer fans, including myself, very jealous of uh, what that could bring for this team. And yet I was still going, okay, you know, look, the personnel got worse and so they can't be better. Um, they're better. So them versus Jordan Love is going to be fascinating to me because this team is going to pre present all sorts of looks that Jordan Love has just probably not seen. When you look at that matchup, what are you what are you looking for? Yeah, well, their their DVOA regressed to average. <laughs> Sorry, I, I mean that's what we talked about in the summer, right? It, it, it did, it yeah, back, no, it did. But it's not a passive process. It's because the Vikings looked at what they had done, the the Fangio, the quarter quarter half, all the crap, and said, "No more, we're done with that. Let's go to something yeah. crazy opposite." And Flores is so off the wall, bizarre. This defense is like nothing else the Packers will see this season or have seen this season. They lead the league in blitz percentage by a lot, by like 50 blitzes. I, yeah, I have the stat. They have blitzed 50 yeah. more times than any other team in the NFL. That is the number, 50. Yeah. Uh, they also lead the league in drop eight coverage and three-man rushes. <laughs> what? It's bizarre. They have spent the last two games in 5-1-5. Uh, so five defensive linemen, one linebacker and five or four, one, six dime with three safeties and three corners. It's there's they're in a totally different sport. It's bizarre. They're leaning on like Josh Metellus <laughs> to do everything. He's playing will linebacker and sometimes he's, he's free safety. I mean, he's been elected a captain. Like they're really, really happy with Josh Metellus and, and the kind of player that he has grown into. But it, it's, it's a lot what of that. They call it's the a lot of five. Are they calling it penny? Like, what do they call it? Do you know? I think they call it by front. I call it Penny, but I don't know if that's the right word that, that they use. But like that would be the word that the Packers use. That's the fan. That, that is the word that the Packers um, use, yeah. So what it's been, it, there are games, they blitz the Chargers 82% of the time. Wild. And Wild. And just, they got punished. Just, Herbert was on one in that game. Yeah, they got punished super hard for that. And then they've had games where they don't really blitz at all. And they, they sim a lot of pressure and they back off and they play zone. Um, which like they did against the 49ers, but they've had games. I mean, they blitzed the crap out of the bears and the bears fell apart. The Panthers fell apart. So the, the, and the, the question that the Vikings pose to you is, can you counter this? Can you work in a space that is condensed by free rushers? Because they will send one more guy than you have blocking. So free rushers, there's going to be an open guy, but can you find him? Uh, and if it isn't, uh, uh, blitz if it's a simulated pressure or a disguised look on the back end can you process that post snap quickly enough on that condensed timeline that's yeah. the question they've posed and hey look patrick mahomes uh justin herbert the answer was yes and they lost those games and, but bryce young justin fields not so much so where do the packers fall there you know that's going to be one of those questions that i i think we we have not seen since jordan love's first start a team say we're just going to blitz you until you prove you can beat us. Um, they've had pressure. Yeah. They've had pressure because this offensive line has not played great. Rashid Walker, who looked good the first two games he was in there coming in for David Bakhtiari, has been pretty bad the last couple of weeks. John Ronin Jr., who had been a stable force for them at right guard, um, and as a pass protector, kind of the wheels are falling off a little bit there. And so 2021, even though the Packers won 13 games, they could not pass off stunts at all like the whole season and part of that was Royce Newman was starting at right guard and he just like could not process what he was seeing in front of his face they're still struggling to do stuff like that teams are working in these games even without sending extra rushers 
Um, one of the big penalties in the Broncos game was a three-man rush from the Broncos where Elton Jenkins got called for holding. Was it ticky-tack? Yeah. Was it a hold? Like, by the letter of the law, yeah, probably was a hold mm. on a three-man rush. Like, you just can't have those mm -hmm. kinds of mistakes. So, given that Jordan Love is Bryce Purdy, as you already pointed out. Um, <laughs> That's right. Okay, wait, can I explain my, my take there? Because no, the, the, look, I, the, I like immediately got it when you said it. I, yeah. immediately, I immediately understood what you meant, but please. Two guys ahead. that hate to set their feet. That's that's the, the core of that take. Two guys that just hate to set their feet. And I think that's because Jordan Love learned so much from Aaron Rodgers, who never set his feet, but he was Rodgers. He could get away with it. And I think yeah. Jordan Love can't get away with it as much. And I think it's the same as Brock Purdy, who's just trying to do too much all the time. And there's been a lot of dropped interceptions in San Francisco too, which... You know, the Vikings is a theirs. higher turnover worthy play rate than Jordan Love this year, which kind of seems crazy because I think he has five yeah. or six fewer interceptions in total because but a bunch of them have been dropped. You know, you yeah, have one that, that's, that's awarded the, the other way. Like, you know, these yeah. things, these things happen. Crazy. Um, I, we haven't seen a team approach the Packers this way this season. So I don't know what their answer is going to be. Uh, hmm. I think in years past, like last year, if they'd seen a Brian Flores defense. Uh, I think their answer would have been, here's A.J. Dillon, here's Aaron Jones. If you guys want to play these these smaller fronts, yeah, um, we're going to come downhill and make you tackle in the run game. This run blocking group has been bad. The run game has not been good. Jordan Love has, mm. I think he has three 20-plus yard runs. He's the only player on the team with one. He has more 20-plus yard runs than, yeah, I think, he's the, I think he has more 20-plus yard runs than everyone else on the team combined. So, um, he's going to be able to use his legs at time to evade free rushers. If he needs to, the question is, is he going to be able to get to his hot as you pointed out? And are That's... the guys who are going to be hot, are they going to know they're going to be hot? Are they going to be hmm. in the right places at the right time? And if they don't spend the whole week prepping this, I don't know what to tell you, Luke, because Matt LaFleur took the blame as he always does after the chiefs game last or two seasons ago when you have Steve Spagnuolo just every every down. Here's everyone. Um, yeah. Block everybody, please. Here's here's cover zero on thirty percent of snaps. Um, that might have, that's not even weird sounding to me. No, now. well, this is the world Flores, that's like a Saturday. <laughs> yeah, um, and so that like, are they going to be able to do something like that? Are they going to want to do something like that? I, I I'm very curious to see how they decide the best. Is it just drop eight? Find somebody. Yeah. Make an accurate throw somewhere. What do they think of Jordan Love? That's that, the deal. Yeah, would, do they think I, he's going to fall I, apart on hurried or is he going to fall apart on can, he can't pick apart his own? A like, similar approach to defending Jordan Love is Brock Purdy. And that's that was actually why I brought this up, Luke, because I think your take, by the way, is is more smart than I think both 49ers and Packer fans want to say. Well, it's that's what I, cause it's, I never want to call I, I don't know who's take. like what people's opinion of those two guys are. So I don't know who that pisses off at all. Well, everyone. Maybe you think both the guys are good. I, that's no, fine. Answer is everyone. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so, do they? Do they take the same approach to Jordan Love as Brock Purdy? We'll we'll see. I guess. But I think that is ultimately how this game will be defined. How Jordan Love handles whatever Brian Flores comes up with, I think will ultimately decide this game because, you know, they Kirk will. Cousins is going to do what Kirk Cousins does. He is going to hang in there against pressure and still do, still make ridiculous throws that make you go, dude, come on. Like you're about to get hit in the face and he makes a crazy throw on a post and it's a touchdown. And you're just like, well, how did you do that? Don't do that. Please stop doing that. 
Um, and Kirk Cousins seems to do that, especially against the Packers for whatever reason. Like he just, someone can be in his lap and he makes an accurate throw. So um, I think this comes down to how Jordan Love can react to Brian Flores. That is the only matchup to me that matters in this game, except I will add, um, the Vikings, I believe, are the only team without a rushing touchdown this season from a running back. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad at rushing on the goal line, but they, is, they also lead the league in passing touchdowns. That will also, I think, 100% happen on Sunday. There's just like a 100% okay. chance that Joe Barry allows them to run the ball in. Got it. Uh, that is, we finally get Madison and Pater. Start your Madison shares. Well, yeah, okay. So there's a whole bunch of different funny things that can happen in this game. <laughs> And we can talk about all of them. I want to talk about a bunch yeah. more of them as we get our keys to victory here. Locked on Packers, locked on Vikings, a crossover edition. Thanks so much to the sponsor of today's episode, which is FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook. I think last time I looked at FanDuel, the line for this game was Vikings by one and a half yep. on the road. Can't remember the last time the Vikings were favored in Lambeau. Um, that's... Pretty crazy. So if you disagree, why don't you go ahead, head on over to FanDuel and bet on it. And if you throw down a $5 bet on that or anything, it can be Alexander Madison touchdown prop, whatever you want, or something from another game or whatever, you get $200 back in bonus bets just for signing up at FanDuel.com slash locked on and placing a $5 bet. Win or lose on that bet, you still get $200 back in bonus bets. Once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on. The FanDuel app is safe and secure, super easy to use, and they pay out instantly when you win. Spreads, lines, all kinds of alt props, crazy stuff. Go browse the website. Go check back in the website all, every once in a while, too, because they've got all kinds of like daily promos and stuff that just happens to be about this baseball game on a Thursday you didn't know about. That can be some pretty great deals. So once again, that is FanDuel.com slash locked on where you can find America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. This episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. The Jace case is their claim to fame. It is a first aid kit with like five different life-saving antibiotics in it that you can have on hand in the event of an emergency. Look, we live in a world where getting that kind of stuff is not exactly convenient. It can take a while for those prescriptions to get filled. There's supply chain stuff going on. Or shoot, it might just be hard to get to the doctor in the first place, depending on where you live. So having that stuff on hand can be the difference between an injury and something a lot more catastrophic. Uh, so have that thing on hand. There is no excuse not to be prepared. Expect the unexpected. You can go to jacemedical.com and enter code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. It's promo code locked on at J A S E medical.com. The answer is 2017 was the last time the Vikings were favored. Wow. The and um, that was a uh, Brett Hundley game. Yeah. The shutout 20. I thought it might be 2018, but that was the um, infamous tie. The, Daniel the tie. Paulson. I was at that game. <laughs> the, the Daniel Carlson tie. Yeah. Um, the Daniel, Daniel Carlson, Carlson tie. Daniel Carlson left early. <laughs> now is the kicker for the Green Bay Packers. And if he had made the kick last week against the Denver Broncos, the Packers might have won that yeah. game. In fact, what a, what a strange, there's so many strange things when the Vikings put the Packers. That is like, why you can, for those of you watching on YouTube for the final segment, which is keys to victories, who does the dumbest thing? Because inevitably someone will do a dumb thing. And that's what that's what especially the Packers have been doing lately. False starts on third and one at the goal line. Sure. Like just the dumbest, the dumbest things you can possibly do. And you this is the same team 
I, I can't remember if it was two years ago that you called them. The, which team was the meme team? Do you remember? It was just like the every, meme every team. Week. They're always the meme team. <laughs> <laughs> I think they were the meme. The, the funniest year, I think, in recent memory for the Vikings was 2020. Or it might have been 2021. Those two years were very funny when you're not actively invested in the success or failure yeah, of the team. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, come on. Last time they went to Lambeau, they didn't get the right shoes on. I mean, they didn't wear like the right, the seven stud cleats. It was like a whole media thing. And it wasn't like a lot of Vikings fans were like, why didn't they take better care of the grass? That's horrible. It was wet grass. Come on. You had to know you were getting wet grass at Lambeau in January. And by the way, it's going to be wet again. So let's test that equipment manager and see if we can get that one down and and maybe find something else super dumb to happen. Like that, it was just, I was so mad. It was embarrassing to see them. They couldn't even like run on that field. Are, are there any understanding that there's obviously going to be some stupid stuff that happens? Any yeah, yeah. injuries? Because we have to talk about like some of those things. Yeah. So uh, Justin Jefferson. It's early. It's early now, but I, we know Justin Jefferson is not going to play. Anyone He's on IR. Like, okay, what's going to happen here? Ezra Cleveland is, I think, a name to, to keep. He's an eye a on maybe. Here. Yeah. Um, Ezra Cleveland is a maybe. We have to see about TJ Hawkinson, who hurt his foot on Monday Night Football. He said in front of the media his foot is fine, but he did not participate in practice. So that's yeah. something to keep an eye on. Uh, people seem fairly optimistic that he'll go right after the game, Luke. You know this. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he said it today. Okay. Uh, he was like right after not practicing. He's like, I'll be fine. So who knows, right? Um, Ezra Cleveland's an interesting one, but we all feel pretty good about Dalton Reisner at left guard in yeah. his, uh, in relief there. So that's something to watch potentially. Um, I think the, the deal is going to be, how do they move the ball? Especially if they don't have Hawkinson, but it's how do they move the ball without, uh, Jefferson. And the answer to that has to be Jordan Addison, who had this big breakout game on Monday night football, but here's the deal. He is not a physical receiver. He's a small receiver. He's, he's a speed, speedy finesse guy. Um, so I go back to that last, the, the last Lambeau game, the blowout last year yeah. and the way that Jair Alexander played against Jefferson's really physical jam at the line and squat, that kind of deal. And I, I'm looking at it. Do you think that the Packers will do the same thing? I, if one of the dumb things that I could just remember is from week one last year, how mad Jair Alexander was that he wasn't on Justin Jefferson. Right now, we do not know if Jair Alexander is going to play. He practiced well, on yeah, Wednesday. There's that too, yeah. That's a good sign. The back injury, you know, uh, there, there's one, one, of a, one of the people that I, that I uh, follow on Packers Twitter um, always talks about how athletes don't, they, they never had back injuries. You always just have back injuries. <laughs> um, they don't really go away ever. Sure. Um, and as yeah. someone who has a back injury, um, it, it, it's true. Like you, it's always about maintenance and some days you feel great mm -hmm. and some days you don't. Um, so you hope that he's going to play. It's been interesting over the course of the Joe Barry experience to watch when he decides to do it versus when he doesn't. Um, is he going to let Jerry Alexander shadow Jordan Addison? Almost certainly not. Um, but they will have a plan for Jordan Addison to be sure. And Russell Douglas is a physical corner if he wants to be, if the plan okay. is for him to be. And if Jerry Alexander can't go, it will be Carrington Valentine, um, a rookie who they were very high on in camp and who played awesome in the preseason for the most part anyway, who is a physical corner, but who the Broncos were able to attack a little bit with Cortland Sutton, at least situationally on third down, those kinds of things. This Packers defense is set up to not give up the big play. I think you will continue to see that. The other part of this, Darnell Savage on IR, um, not available to them. Eric Stokes 
um, goes on IR, not available yeah. to them. So is is has Jordan Addison proved that you have to game plan for him right now? Yeah, because he's it. Like that's that's who they have. That's who they're going to lean on. But the goal is going to be no big plays because that is what the Vikings want to do. So Kirk Cousins, if you want to throw 40 times and average four air yards or five air yards on 40 throws, cool. Um, I think that's a fever dream that Kirk Cousins would have. And he is willing, he's more than willing to check it down, as you know. So, um, you know, can you, can you play, you know, disciplined is the word I was looking for. If I were a human being, you yeah. could think of words, that would be the word that I would have gone with. Um, and they couldn't in week one last year, right? Quarters coverage could not figure out how to guard Justin Jefferson anywhere. Um, we'll see if that's the, if that's the plan. Uh, how do I, we talked about this in the last segment. How do you think Brian Flores is going to play Jordan Love? I think you send him. I think you go, look, you know, I mean, it, it depends on, I, he probably looks at a bunch of blitzes and sees, you know, am I, am I afraid of what happens here or not? Um, so I, I think he's, he's going to send it a lot. He's going to muddy the looks. He's going to force post snap processing. That's the way he attacks Purdy's force. You all of the pre-snap stuff. Purdy does is useless to you now. You know, you got to figure this out on the fly and make you do that. And if Jordan Love does that and he beats you, so be it. That's the way we live. And I think also the Vikings remember what happened in January. And I think they want to tag you back. I think they're going to come out mad. I I hope they'll come out mad and with a little bit of intensity. And they're going to go, look, last time we were here, we got embarrassed. Let's go show them what we're about. And this is this is a uh, a gut check time. I almost said a different word that rhymes with gut, but it is a gut check time uh, for the Green Bay Packers because... (laughs) <laughs> but you got to keep it together because I'm not going to oh, be able to boy. keep it together if you can't. Um, <laughs> the Stop it. Because this team, look, three straight three straight losses, and this is what happened last year. They they went three and one, and they lost, I think, five games in a row. Um, right, yeah. The and then they were just at, digging season, out of a hole. A very similar situation. This Packers team, interestingly, has done a much better job of we go down 14 points or 60, I guess it was 16 nothing to the freaking Denver Broncos. They came all the way back and took the lead mm-hmm. in that game. They went down 17 nothing to the New Orleans Saints, came all the way back um, and, and took the lead in that game. So uh, they're not going to just like get punched in the face and not recover. I, I think for the first time, maybe since 2017, on this program, will not be picking the Packers to beat the Vikings. I just, I can't conscious right now do that. Um, I have to, I have to uh, be honest about it. I'm not going to do that. So this is this is a game that I think has got something like I think it can be close. I think it can be competitive. I, I think the Packers can win. I just don't think they will. Something like 24-21, even 27-21 um, would not really surprise me. Although I will say, Luke Braun, um, last year, not a single team, nary a one, played the San Francisco 49ers and covered the following week. It did not happen last year. Um, and on a short week. That's wild. On a short, on a short week, week, this week on the road, I'm just saying what the, the, the line hey, division swung. on the road, the the, that's swung. the deal so about it is happen. my whole life watching Vikings Packers games. It has not mattered if the Packers are good. It has oh, not mattered if the Vikings years are good. Of your whole life, oh, 14 years of my life. Uh, <laughs> it has always been a hard fought game. It just, it's just the way it is with the division rival. You know each other too well. You just it just equalizes a little bit. So the only thing I can guarantee about this game, the only thing I can confidently predict is that it will be a one score game. 
That's the only thing I can say for sure because that is just who the Vikings are. But I guess I mean, look, we'll have to you see. You know what? Can I make a can I make a confident prediction on that? Yes. One fan base is going to be so pissed that they lost because they absolutely should have won. That is what's going to happen. Yes. Um, and that's going to make great content for us. And I can't wait to talk about it. Um, it's going to come down to ref crap. Or I, yes. Yeah. So, oh, please don't. Please don't. Let, let the players <laughs> decide the game for the love of God. And um, I'll be live after the game. Luke, will you be live after the game? Oh, yeah. Lockdown okay, Vikings so postcast every time. Come, you can so catch it later, us. too, if you miss it. Come find us. Otherwise, if you want to hate, listen. We take those. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and I, I, we get to do this again. And I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Maybe both of our seasons um team seasons will be over by the time we talk again uh that seems i don't know seems pretty likely honestly but uh who knows knows? that's the beauty of all this uh and we will talk to everyone next week